Greetings, and welcome to Broken Boxes Podcast. My name is Ginger Donnell, and I'm the creator, producer, and often host of the project. Today, we're going to hear a conversation between ceramic and mixed media artist Christy Moreno and recurring host Chinupahanska Luger. This conversation took place this summer at the Archie Bray Foundation for the Ceramic Arts, also known as the Bray, in Helena, Montana, where Christy is a current long-term resident artist. For a bit of context, I've spent this past year as the communications director at the Bray. I was invited by director Stephen Lee to take on the comms director role last summer, during our time on site while Chinupa was an invited visiting artist. It was thrilling and complicated work. In less than a year's time, I was able to support several major initiatives at the Bray, including a full rebrand and a new multi-website launch. As you may have noticed, I have not been hosting this podcast and, well, this is why my plate has been quite full, to say the least. So. Um, as I moved back into my own practice after such a great experience implementing a new communication strategy at the Bray, I'm thrilled to have Broken Boxes as a channel to amplify the community of artists I was able to connect with this past year during that work. And as Chinupa is embarking on a multi-year project around indigenous kiln firing on site at the Bray, our connection to that place and the artists will continue to grow. And with that, I hope to feature more groundbreaking artists that we form a clay community with in that place. And speaking of community, if you love clay and podcasts, I highly recommend checking out the Brickyard Network. It's a podcast initiative of The Bray produced by Ben Carter, which I had the opportunity to support in launching this past year. You can find so much rich content on this platform regarding clay, ceramics, and the artists and innovators of the material. There are about a dozen podcasts to date, including my favorites, Shot Callers podcast, hosted by Virgil Ortiz and Justin Reese, and Clay and Color podcast, hosted by Angelique Viscarando Leboy and Alex Anderson. You can find out more about the Brickyard Network on social media and brickyardnetwork.org. So that's how we come to be in conversation with Christy Moreno. Christy's current body of work examines the systems and bonds between social, political, and personal narratives. These narratives intersect to embody forms of relativity, healing, and resilience. By producing these physically paused moments, Christy introduces a space for reflection, which investigates the journey of personal point of view, individual habits, and character. Christy was born in the city of Inglewood, California, and often found herself creating doodles of her favorite cartoons. Moving to Orange County inspired her to become involved in the arts community of Santa Ana leading her to collaborate with group collectives, including We Are Rodents and Concept. She then attended Santa Ana College, where she found an interest in ceramics that led her to transfer to California State University, Chico, to pursue a BFA degree. Her work now spans across mediums to bring awareness and visibility to an abundant future 
where mutual aid is possible. Hello, Christy. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny being in the headphones and hearing all of this. I just tried them out. Did you? It's really cool. Okay. Yeah. It's like an echo. It is. There's a little bit of an echo in here, but um, I'm going to try not to move around so much because I do. I get fidgety too. I understand. Yeah, great. Yeah. I brought I brought coffee, which should help with the fidgetiness. I almost had some, and I was like, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe skip on that. But I understand. <laughs> Hello, this is Broken Boxes. I'm Chinupahanska Luger. I am going to be interviewing today as a guest interviewer, um, Christy. And Christy, I would love for you to introduce yourself in the way that you feel most fit. All right. Hello. My name is Christy Moreno. I am a Mexican-American multimedia artist and human. Mm. Human first. Mm. Artist second, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always have a hard time with the identity of artist. Like, I'm like, it's kind of a job. It is. And it can get very difficult to separate your identity and have it take over so much of you. It's important, but there's also room to... Yeah. In between. Human first. Yeah. One of the living things. <laughs> I love it. Cool. Well, I, I'm, I'm interested in a few things. I wanted to talk to you and I'm also excited to just to allow this conversation to kind of like flow out and grow in whichever way it needs to. We're here at the Archie Bray Foundation. You are a, um, what are they, is it a, is it called a long-term resident or? Yeah, long-term resident artist. That's yeah. what it's, yeah, the okay. long one. Yeah, I wasn't, I, I, I always confused it. I was calling myself the wrong things when I was here, so I just <laughs> wanted to make sure. Yeah. Um, How's it been? How how does it feel kind of being at Archie Bray and moreover like there are many other artists here in residence. There's like a small community that develops in it and um, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to get a little bit of insight in how it's been and how you're doing because because it is long term. It is. Yeah. You're like living in Helena, Montana. <laughs> I never thought I'd be here. Number one. It's like, <laughs> what? I still get, I'll still get moments when I'm sitting in the studio and I just realize like, I'm at the Archie Bray right now and it's pretty amazing still. I'll still catch myself. I'm like, oh, I'm here. I'm doing this. And living in Montana is way different than living in California. Hmm. First of all, with the, the diversity in communities. The, I think the most diverse I get is here at the Bray and being with like my friends and other residents that mm. I've managed to, you know, make really great relationships and connections with. So that's been, honestly, that that's highlight. That's one of the highlights of being here and knowing that I'm going to be friends with them for a really long time. I'm going to call them up when I'm 80 and be like, you remember that summer? Like, it's going to be great. So, um, yeah. Do you think that there is... I mean, from my experience uh, as also a multidisciplinary artist, doing residencies, going places, and being on that kind of like uh, path or channel of, of art experience, 
there's interesting kind of like power dynamics that are at play but all of that aside I always feel like the most beneficial part of any space that I've ever gone to is the cohort of um, people that you're in relationship with like totally. around all the time making together yeah. and eating together mm -hmm. because of the the location that we're at in Helena Montana I when I was here I felt like kind of I don't know because of the lack of diversity in the in the town of Montana uh, of Helena it almost built like a um, a deeper camaraderie with the cohort that I was with whereas like if you have a residency in another place that you can like go out and do things that stay open later than like 9 30. <laughs> oh wait like seven sometimes <laughs> I, I know yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah there's like an opportunity to like just coincidentally run into other folks other other places but here this center for clay where everyone's here making things together right and so there is something you know for the outside of the complexity and the and the strangeness of being on the margin of a of a uh, <laughs> of a community that's primarily white, totally American in identity. Yeah. Not a lot of diversity. Not a lot of spices. Not a lot of food. spices in the food. <laughs> yeah, all, all of right. that sort of stuff. It it I don't know when when I always felt like it was like focus then like this right. is this is it this right. is the stuff this is the best part right here this is what we're here to do it's about, right it's like constantly and I get reminded from a mentor that it's about the work no matter what happens in and around the spaces that we're in it's about the work and it's about the people that you truly connect with and vibe with mm -hmm. that do make the experience worth it and do it can make or break the people that you're going to be around and for such a long time. Yeah. Such a long time. And it goes by quick. I mean, I'm already, you know what, like about eight months into my first year. And so I know I still have time, but those months just flew by. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's good to acknowledge the people that you're around and make those connections and if they come early awesome if they come later that's cool too that's yeah. all good well i think it's cool that you you see that you recognize that um there are probably about two decades between us in age so we are coming into this um kind of like art space art world uh on two slightly different models right you know right. and i'm really kind of intrigued about that and um, I kind of want to set aside Archie Bray and the residency here. And could you tell me a little bit about everything that got you to this point? <laughs> just a little bit about everything. You want me to just fly through all those years? Tom? I mean, I know it's not polite to ask about somebody's <laughs> past, but um, you know, give us give us the highlight reel of what oh, put in motion yeah. um, you to have the kind of like vision and foresight of, of the artist that you are and the recognition of, um, yeah, just like that relationship's imp important, you totally. know, totally in this, in this, in this world. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, I grew up in Southern California and I, you know, after high school, I just wasn't completely sure what I had wanted to do. I had touched clay in high school, but it was never 
something that stuck it just it just kind of said hello and took off and then I took a really long break in between uh, going back into school and really focused and integrated myself into the art community in Orange County in Santa Ana hmm. and you know I was painting I was drawing I was you know posting free artwork and just connecting with people in town and you know just being in the art community because I just felt like a lot of my friends at that point also didn't go to school for art it was just something that they loved to do and I instantly found them so mm. it was great to get into that circle and you know put art shows together and hang out at art warehouses and live in like and look at these like hang out in these art communes and stuff and so I just always found people and realized how important community was and it was important to share these experiences and opportunities with other people because you know we don't we don't have a lot of time so why limit giving other people opportunities that might not be for you and sharing space and sharing resources was always primary hmm. in my growing in like growing up and so i you know i, I was in the art community and then i started going back to community college and around 2016 or so and I found clay again hmm. I found clay again through a new professor at the community college and he really just let me run with what I wanted to do he saw me carving on one of the first pieces that I made he's like you like to carve you should like keep doing that hmm. and that's honestly all it takes sometimes is for someone to say keep doing it go ahead you're doing great you know and so I was like cool and he brought up the Archie break to me hmm. and he's like just heads up you can do residencies all this and this he, he exposed me to everything I was like thank you so much like I'm gonna keep going to school he's like you should transfer out of here you really need to go and I was like I trust you you're my mentor you're my you know someone I I have a lot of trust in and so I went up to school I finished Santa Ana College I transferred to Chico State um, which is in Northern California mm -hmm. and there it was similar to here where it's a very small town very scarce the, the focus is real like yeah. I'm away from home I'm away from my community I need to make a new community now so showed up got into the ceramics program they had a great printmaking program I love printmaking just as much I love to draw so it was like perfect and then I was like I was looking at the community and feeling and maybe it was just my assumption from being new into town but I just felt like there was a disconnect from the community in town to like the the students in the art program so I was like I want to do something that exposes students who might not be familiar with more places in town to kind of like come together and stuff and so I found this bookstore it was called Blackbird mm -hmm. in, in Chico and they had this library this little section in their like coffee shop um, filled with zines and I was like what you guys have zines like you guys get other people's zines in here and you like and they had a really large book selection too and I was like what if I was like can I propose a zine fest here and they're like sure like mm -hmm. we've never done that before let's do it I was like hell yeah awesome so I put that together with like people that I met there at the bookstore and I got you know resources like tables and canopies from like my professors and like their connections in town and everyone just kind of came together to help me put it together 
and it was great and it was like my friends even traveled from like Orange County and went up there and visit with me and stayed in my little like studio apartment like it was so small we had like 10 people jammed in the house it was so <laughs> much fun and so we did that and you know I put an art show along with that together and kind of combined school people with people who weren't in school anymore or had gone or never went at all and so even people like friends from Portland sent in work and I was like dude thank you like you trust me you know yeah. that's awesome so yeah I finished school there you know I did my BFA with the ceramics with a uh, specifically emphasis in ceramics and then I was like what do I what's what do I do now like I need to apply to places and so I started applying to all these places and my professor's like hey by the way March 1st is coming you should apply to the Bray you know and I was like okay like let's shoot my shot and then I just showed up here and now here we are and now I'm getting all these really great opportunities and meeting all these people who have no I've followed their work for so long and now I'm like sh I'm like sharing dinner with them now it's like what <laughs> yeah so I don't know I guess I just went through like my school upbringing but like knowing that the community was important and that like it it's nice to be included and to be greeted immediately when you enter a space to make people know that you see them. Mm. And so that was always important to me hmm. to build. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's cool, too, because you have the, um, I don't know if it's from, you know, working with the, like, outside of the museum art community in Orange County that, like kind of like a DIY grassroots kind of background. Um, the, the application of that, even in institutional spaces, like you're aware of it, you acknowledge it, and you figured out how to do it. I'm familiar with Chico. I lived yeah. outside of Chico for oh, a little really? bit. Yeah. Cool. Up near Paradise. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah. I was, uh, me and Ginger were up <clears throat> there uh, many years ago. Right. So I'm familiar with Chico, and I was, I, so as you're talking about it, I'm like, it is a lot like Helena. Right? Like, it's got a, um, it's got a strong, like, agriculture community. Yes. So, so ag is a big deal right. around, around the area. Right. But it does, it's got like a funky little downtown that's kind of similar to here in Helena, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, the environment is really similar, like right. tall grass meets the pines, mm -hmm. you know, on the edge of these hills. Yeah. Um, there's a bit more water here. A lot more water. <laughs> I got the Sacramento River, which I hit, you know, yeah. when I could, because I wasn't driving, I'd bike oh, in town. Yeah. And that's another thing what kept me in the studio. I would just like bike from my house to like the studio and like... If I had a car, I'd be out. I'd be out of there. Yeah, Chico State is is a it's isn't it a little bit outside of Chico town proper? It's like right in like right next to downtown. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Chico State's right there. Um, yeah, and the ceramics program is great. So if you're thinking about going to Chico State, I'm just gonna throw it out there. You should do it. Yeah, you should just do it. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to like acknowledge and see the position of like mentorship, you know, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I also had an instructor who basically just let me do whatever I wanted, um, <laughs> encouraged it, yeah. uh, didn't help at all, right. <laughs> which I was like, you know, at the time I was like, awesome. And then, Freedom. yeah, yeah. And then I was like, 
what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) No one's telling me. (laughs) Right, right, right. But then you develop a relationship with the material, you know? And then you're like, oh, there's, I've had a teacher the whole time. Yeah. Totally. Um, totally. That's it, so cool that you were by Chico. Sorry, because yeah. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. Yeah, we were we were up there. So and and just to anybody who doesn't know, the scale of California is especially north to south is massive. Like Northern California is a different world than mm. Southern California. Correct. The geology, the geography, <laughs> the politics. <laughs> it is a world apart. Yeah, you know? definitely. Um. So that's that's really awesome. Also that you could apply what you learned in Southern California to Northern California and right. build those little bridges to connect. I know I know what an artist looks like. I know you like I just see it and I was like I know you'd fit right into what I'm trying to do, you know? And so I mean another thing too you t- you talked about paradise. When I moved there the first semester was when that paradise fire happened. Mm. And I had never seen such community mutual aid work Mm. and like so apparent than the time when that fire happened and people in Chico started opening up all the doors and sharing resources and, you know, pulling everything together. And I was like, whoa, this is a community. Like you guys are like, you know, helping each other out. Yeah, that's amazing. Under those sorts of pressures and those sorts of stresses, yeah. our it's always nice to see our best selves. Yeah, kind of surface. Totally. You know, um, I wish it would happen more under the best of circumstances. No, why does it take such a horrible <laughs> at, like incident for it to go down? Yeah. Unless it like, unless it happens to you directly or someone you know, you're not worried about it. Yeah, it seems like. Yeah, totally. But also, like, proximity is huge, you know? Like you were saying, if it happens to, to you or someone you know, mm-hmm. but Paradise and Chico are, like, half an hour away from each other. I'm sure from Chico you could see the mountains mm-hmm. on fire. Mm-hmm. So that does build this kind of, like, kinship, you know? Totally. Um, you can see it happening. Yeah. So, and really, some of the most important um, support happens at that level, you know? So, that's that's pretty awesome. Um, you said you had, you're also, uh, you, you do a lot of different games. <laughs> right. Um, but you mentioned printmaking, which you really enjoy. I've seen some of your paintings in the studio. Can you talk a little bit about, about that work as well? And there's a visual language that inhabits both 2d and 3d worlds and i and i kind of want to dive into that and uh just kind of explore from your perspective what it all means and what you're what you're saying totally uh well drawing and painting came into my life at a really young age and it came from from taking notes in my mom's office and being bored Mm. honestly and just doodling drawing characters, observing people, observing their mannerisms. So it was a mix of of that and being introduced to graffiti and being introduced to all of these uh, like lowbrow, what was con- what's considered lowbrow artwork and artists. And the scene of DIY was just like combining print um, drawings with your paintings and telling a story and then I 
it just kind of kept happening. I was like, I'm a storyteller. These characters have life to them. And I don't know what they're trying to tell me or what they represent right now. But there's a lot of females that pop up and a lot of feminine personalities. And I've figured out that they are basically future radicalized ancestors mm. that I hope to imagine and embody in myself and hope other people can find relationship with or a relation to. And I've had, I just had an amazing conversation with a past uh, artist that I took a workshop with and she was, she's in her, I'm sure she's in her 60s and she's like, when I grow up, I want to be like one of your characters. Mm. And I'm like, that's so cool. So I don't know. It's just, it was always, it was always something that I enjoyed to do. And that um, really taught me a lot about like drawing and painting taught me a lot. Just doing it on my own without school taught me a lot about how to put colors side, like what colors work together side by side and what emotions they bring out in me and what I want to portray for future. So I feel like that base of learning how to draw and watching people and participating was made it so much easier to translate into clay into a 2d form and clay and a 3d form it's still mm. difficult for me but it's fun figuring it out because i'm gonna figure it out for a long i'm yeah for a long time <laughs> it's gonna take forever yeah. i'm stoked the you, possibilities totally you keep you get to you get to keep growing with it right you know, which right. is which is great yeah um i love the sensibility of the figurative figurative work and your glazing is ill <laughs> your um your fonts and texts you've got a good hand for all of that i i struggle with yeah. like having the confidence <clears throat> to put a mark um put a mark down and feel like confident confident <laughs> totally yeah, right. totally right and so i don't know the color combinations all of the stuff there's definitely a um there's a graphic kind of sensibility about it like it's it's the composition and the design and the color palette they're all phenomenal thank you know you. they're all phenomenal thank you and so i can see this like um uh, the influence of print, of painting, of um, graffiti, all kind of finding its way and becoming a part of this like really long, uh, uh, I don't even know, record of art. Record is, is a word that I would use a lot. Hmm. recording the history or recording the moment or recording a diary yeah I feel like I put a lot of secrets in my stuff sometimes like a note that I might have wanted to tell like someone that I cared for a long time ago and couldn't say it I'll wow. say it now or wow. like hide it in there or something yeah or, yeah yeah you know what I mean well and, the, and then once it's on clay it's that's it it's on it's there for like vida uh, yeah <laughs> longer than us you yeah. know right. easily <laughs> um and and you're you're mentioning this kind of like navigation through time in a in a format that's like quite i i always see it as very indigenous but it's like contrary to the um the kind of western mode of this linear uh destination you're here now mm -hmm. freaking yellow <laughs> you know all all of that all of this stuff that's like 
this is right now. We're building for this future space, hopefully. Right. You know. Right. Um, or we're getting everything that we can because it's this is all we got. You know, is right now. But you mentioned um, you mentioned these feminine forms existing in a future space as like a beacon. You know. Yeah. Something that we could all strive to be. Um, I'm interested to kind of like ask you a little bit about your thoughts on that, on like right. yeah. what time looks like and, and how you travel it. Totally. I feel um, just to start off is this like I'm making these people and it's more of like a question to myself and to my audience. It's like, how do I get there? How do I feel that powerful? How do I set myself to feel free to a point where I'm unapologetic and still helping out the other ones around me, mm. you know? And so I've, a lot of this is influenced uh, from the work of an author called Adrienne Marie Brown mm-hmm. and the people that she researches. And, you know, I hear a lot of her talks and a lot of her, it's so influential to me. And so it's just finding ways to work on myself through this artwork to better myself and better my community and make a better world than like what I was given. If I can make it better for the next generation and the ongoing generations after that, it's like, why not try to do that? And so that's where these characters are coming from. And I've been listening. We've had a lot of conversations and you've talked a lot about individualism and the, you know, the negative aspects of of focusing so much on the individual and so i enjoy having these conversations because it's true and we've this is where it got us you know it's like so where can we go from here and so i just think about that honestly yeah this is making me think also about Almost all of my friends are artists in one way or another. I'm pretty confident that almost everybody in the world is, you know, but that's pretty generous. Um, I think we all do something beautifully, you know? Right. And if that's if that's the definition of art, what you do, and you do it beautifully, yeah. I can see that in, in everybody, you know? Um, but as a profession, whether I like the artist or not, or whether I like their work or not, right. I do find that... Um, as a profession, we tend to put more in than we take out, you know, um, as far as materials that we use, the time that we spend with that material, right. um, but also the vulnerability of putting all of that out there. Right. Right. You know? yeah. Um, how do you, how do you kind of like navigate that? Is that, do you think about it much? And if so, like... Do you have any insights into, um, it's a hard, it's a hard spice. Yeah. Being vulnerable in your artwork in that way. Yeah. I feel that throughout the past few years, I've gotten way more comfortable to express myself in the way that I am. I still struggle with it. There's still moments where I kind of doubt what I'm putting out there, but then I remember that, you know why not (laughs) like what's what's i'm not doing anything wrong you know and there's such a i didn't grow up like 
being comfortable expressing myself in certain ways sometimes or having vulnerable conversations with my family and so I feel like doing all this artwork has really helped me release that and like relearn stuff from when I was younger and mm. then just feeling like just do it like who cares like you're helping people people have told you you have the support and you never know if this is going to strike somebody in some way that's going to help them have a better day sometimes it's like if this just helps you have a better day or like brightens you up somehow i did my job like i'm chilling it's all good <laughs> yeah that's pretty wild i like the um i like the idea of how once again just going back to this like notion of time and and um and impact like because it's embedded in clay, because it's a part of the the artistic record or the historic record or um, cultural record in one way or another, yeah. we don't. The people we touch, we may they might not even be alive yet. Right. Like guaranteed. Right. So that's like a, that's an interesting like on the scale of, you know, has it done good? Has it done bad? Yeah. On a timeline like that, yeah. it's yeah. it's pretty wild. Yeah, I don't, and I don't want to pay attention to that binary. It's just like just just do it, just go. And then I also think about, you know, what if there is my own ancestors who felt similar ways, and what has maybe something stopped them in their tracks? Whether that was a person in their life or a situation that they came across, did they feel free? Did they feel like they could express themselves in certain ways and were shamed into not being able to do that? And so I feel like making this work opens up the possibilities for people to just be themselves. Hmm. Do you look into the artistic historical record of, like, say, Mexico, North America? You know, there's it was a big influence for me. Um, yeah the moche culture in mm -hmm. particular in Peru we're just like killing it in clay <laughs> yeah. and like uh, you know I'm looking at like Grecian urns and you know different stuff coming from Europe and then I was like checking their stuff and I was like oh <laughs> leveled up like what this is crazy right I haven't looked at too much I will say I've, I was really inspired by Mayan artwork mm -hmm. and Aztec artwork and all of those carvings and that detail and so all of that I process all of that and I, I'm just like oh okay I, like I need to put some hours into this like I need to make sure that I I put the most effort and love and attention into this piece so that I can leave this piece behind and say I gave it my all in this, you know, yeah. and it's always going to be learning. I'm always going to be learning how to push it even further. I would love to go down to Mexico and see the historical artifacts and the pieces because their civilization, the Aztec one, wasn't even that long. I think it was less than maybe like 500 years and the amount of work that they put yeah. out there in that time is insane. Yeah. I would love to stand in front of it and be engulfed by it and see it in person yeah i would too yeah i i do get the opportunity to go kind of deeper into mexico than i ever have coming up shortly here yes and um yeah i recognize 
the continents as kin, you know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, we've been we've been touching each other for a <laughs> long time. Right. And like sharing ideas, sharing food, yeah. sharing stories. Um, my my people are from way you know, come reservation period, we're way up in North Dakota on the on the Missouri River. Um, but there's a word in Hidatsa for monkey. Oh, is there? Yeah. What it's Itzehe. Itzehe. Yeah. Itzehe is, uh, is, it literally translates to little hairy people who live in the trees. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had these runners. Um, uh-huh. We lived on the river, so we had all these trade routes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had these runners that would run to the coasts. And, and there's a story of them running all the way down through the deserts. They're like, you know, the stories are like, this is a hot place. It's hard to live here. Yeah. They ran past that and they got to these forests and there were people living in the trees hairy, with hairy faces and they couldn't understand them and they wouldn't talk to them. <laughs> and they turned around and they were like, nope. No, no, thank you. Not my people, but you yeah, guys yeah. Yeah, yeah. shine on. <laughs> and we're out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let you be. <laughs> yeah, but and that's just that's within a single lifetime. Now mm-hmm. you think about like the deep time connections, like of course the Aztec Empire and culture. You know, had this brief moment in the in the historical art record. Right. But these are all people from all different places that have come together much older. Yeah. And then continue to be. Um, but I do see I do see some characteristics in your work that made me think a lot about this right. um, with like 21st century sensibilities, I guess, or at least 21st century um, uh, glyphs. Yeah. Like glyphs. Y- the, the idea of there's so much information carved into and sculpted into the work of the Aztec, the Mayan. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a similarity I see with the with the use of text in in your work where it is like, oh no, this is a part, this yeah. is a piece of it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think it's it was very apparent to me that art and the visual language and like a combination of like similar to cartoons, it's like the image that's presented has to have all the information and give you exactly what it is that they're trying to tell you and for you if you can read it within seconds like you got them mm. you know what i mean and like back then it's like they didn't like they used the images to talk to one another the glyphs were the language they mm-hmm. are the language and so it's just like how do i translate and totally how do I... I mean our the alphabet we are talking in right now right is symbols right <laughs> yeah yeah they're symbols all symbols everywhere totally everywhere <laughs> but another thing that I, I think is really interesting is and you mentioned it earlier is um, color and color story could you dive in a little bit deeper in that just to kind of like inform or share anything that you're comfortable sharing around around color and color theory Totally. So I say one one thing that I always credit to, which is something that just came by accident, was that when I was making paintings really early on, I would use a lot of acrylics. I mean, just to just talk about like process and material, but I would use a lot of acrylics, and then I started finding Oops Paint at like department stores, like 
Lowe's, Home Depot, whatever. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the color palette came from there. And it was really nice baby blues mm -hmm. and tans because these are the colors that people would mess up to like paint their houses or their kids' rooms or whatever. So I fell in love with a lot of those hues of like purples and and blues and teals and, and like warm colors. And then they just started matching up together. And they, it's still in my work today. Like those colors are still there. But uh, I think just a lot of warm and pastel colors comes from, I and I've said this before, but like coming from, you know, the time that my grandmother passed away, I was really young, I was like 17 and it was around Easter time. And I think those colors like were around the time that she was passing and had passed and so I just like huh. hold on to those a lot because I feel that I never truly got to know her the way that I wanted to and it wasn't a really a relationship that I didn't get to nourish and really get to get a hold of and, and really get her side of the story because she was such an incredible woman so that's where my pastels come from and then the colors I just usually like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. Just having that connected um, story to your relationship to color, um, the history of uh, where those colors come from. I am so familiar with the oops paint. Yeah. <laughs> there is a sensibility though, or I keep saying sensibility, but that's not the term that I'm really thinking of. Um, there seems to be embedded just like a, a, a design quality, you know, um, maybe it's through, maybe it's through the oops paint and maybe this is also like, you know, I have a really, your color palette, I really appreciate. Thank you. And I'm like, is it because I've used that same material? So as you're talking about the oops paint, I'm like, oh yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. it's like bad for a house, but good to match whatever you end up painting your house. You right, know? right. Like there, it's, um, it's, uh, um, I think it's also like a, a softness you know, in the figurative form, in the in the design of your of your figures, um, the embedded like power of their of their form, their actual form, they're powerful. Um, super super people. Super people. Yeah. Yeah. Super people. Soft is a good is a good uh, word that you're describing it because they have these really soft colors, right? But really hard personalities. And I want to play with that. I want to play with what and you know what that combination does and how that comes off to people. Because I feel like in relation to me personally, I feel like I have a hard exterior, but when people really get to know me, I can be very warm, and mm. I am very warm. And so I think that's like that's just kind of something that I am researching or or trying to figure out in myself. It's like. Maybe that's a translation of those colors too. And it's a it's a great way to um, ease the 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 concept of a superhuman, mm -hmm. you know, being a superhuman <laughs> um, into a future generation that is we are literally bombasted with superheroes. Yeah, and their color palettes right are 
hard. Hard colors, totally. Hard, yeah. you know, contrasting. Mm -hmm. You can't imagine being Thor. <laughs> you know, you can't imagine being whatever, right. Iron Man, right. you know, right. uh, uh, Mrs. Marvel. Like, it's so hard because it's so because it's so hard right because it's so hard it's hard to receive <laughs> that so right. building that soft palette it's like i'm i'm already familiar with you right you know right. I, and i think yeah. that there is a sub, a subliminal move um that you may have you know come across accidentally mm -hmm. you may came across because of how it made you feel and leaned into it yeah. but i see the the um ease in which it is for me to like accept these superhumans as possible totally they are possible they're totally, they're possible. totally possible they're possible i'm like you're familiar <laughs> i know you yeah hey, i know you yeah 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 i will say one of an influential one i just want to name a film that has a lot of influential artists in my practice because they also kind of use a similar color palette was this film called Beautiful Losers mm. and it follows you know uh, Barry McGee uh, Margaret Kilgallen um, what's that skateboarder's name from Toy Machine he Ed Templeton mm -hmm. and so like they take photos they paint they are a group of people so if you want to watch an art film I'm just putting it out there that's influential to me I'd say watch Beautiful Losers it's great and in the film, there's a lot of scenes where they're like painting. It's a bunch of oops paint around because it's just like a free color that's just like ready to go. And it's super cheap and it's accessible. And that's funny. That, that's a good one. I've been around that paint so much that I can't eat those like glazed donuts, like, <laughs> like Krispy Kremes. Right. They smell like that paint. <laughs> And no. the, yeah, the smell, and and then I'm like, oh, that's what that paint tastes like. <laughs> it's messed up my like. No, I know, Lord, I know. No. I can't. I need. I can only eat cake donuts. The oh. other kind, the like, airy, fluffy ones. Right. Oh, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I hope one day you can come back to them. <laughs> well, th this has been an awesome conversation. Totally. It's short. I could I, I could talk to you for longer. I would love to talk to you again um but i think at the end of our of our podcast we always we always like to end it with something that's insightful um something that you would talk to you know would want to tell somebody who's maybe looking up to you who yeah. you are that superhuman <laughs> um because you are and you will be thank you so what is it you know anything that you want to say towards towards anybody who may be looking to you in that position um maybe something you've learned as an artist that you would like to share that's free um free yeah because yeah, sometimes you pay you, you need to pay for it i know sometimes yeah, yeah. you gotta go through like a week's worth and then get that one golden nugget you've been waiting for you're like bro why didn't you just tell me but it's a process uh i would say i guess in the vein of being in intrigued by so many mediums I would say to just try it all try as much as you can and as often as you can and as long as you keep making work you're gonna find something that sticks and something that works for you 
And you're also going to find the right people for you as well. As long as you keep doing that. It's worked out for me. I hope it works out for someone else. It, it's going to keep working out. So that's what I would say. Thank you, Christy. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yes, and thank you for um, for giving us a beacon and, uh, and a great way to introduce ourselves to the superb humans that we could be. Totally. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it.